Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, and the lead teacher, blogger, and owner of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hey everyone, welcome to Ask Wardy. This is the live recording of my podcast, Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy from Traditional Cooking School by Ganalfglins, and I'm so happy you're all here. This is episode number 47. Many of you are joining me live on Facebook Live and Periscope, so welcome to you. If you're catching this later, I want to make sure you know about all that's available for you at the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash AW047. And in fact, if you're watching live, those notes are ready for you right now, so you could follow along if you open open it up in a new tab or whatnot. You can follow along with all the things we're going to talk about today. I have been planning this episode for quite a while uh, because as I've gotten to know the Instant Pot, um, using it for pressure cooking and slow cooking, there's a little known function in our traditional homes, traditional cooking kitchens, that I think you all should know about. And that is that the Instant Pot could very well help you kick the microwave out of the house Finally, yes, the Instant Pot can help you reheat foods. We have been microwave-free for, I can't tell you how many years, um, probably 10 or 15, and it wasn't too big of an adjustment at first, but the biggest thing you have to adjust to is when you're learning to reheat things on the stovetop or in the oven, that it just takes more time. Well, I have been reheating things in the Instant Pot. I do it as often as I pressure cook things, And it feels like I finally have a microwave again because it's fast and hands-free. So we have none of the downsides of microwaving, but we do have the benefits um, of reheating foods fast and hands-free. And so I'm going to actually demonstrate for you today um, reheating some food. We're going to talk about all the particulars here. I want to make sure, again, that everybody's on the same page here. So if you're with me live on Facebook Live and Periscope, feel free to use the comments, use the like button, share. I love all of that and appreciate it very much. If you're on Facebook Live, Millie is moderating comments. So if you have questions about links or anything, uh, be sure to post them and she'll answer or I'll come back later and answer. And if you're listening to this or watching this later, please know that you can switch formats. So if you're watching, you can listen to it as a podcast. If you're listening as a podcast and you hear me say something and you're like, ooh, I want to see that, go over to the show notes and watch the video. The show notes are ready for you now with everything I'm talking about, tradcookschool.com slash AW047. And as soon as we wrap up this broadcast, there will be a video embedded there as well and the podcast replay. So that whole package is there for you to help you uh, get this great information no matter what is best for you. You can read through quickly or you can um, check out the entire video. All right, so if you're ready to get started, we will do that. And thank you, Millie, for helping everybody out. So what we're talking about today, the Instant Pot can help you kick your microwave out of the house because it can help you quickly and hands-free reheat foods, leftovers and whatnot. Anne A is the one with this question. She wrote in and said, 
How do I reheat food in an Instant Pot? Can it possibly replace my microwave so I can finally get rid of that unhealthy appliance? Well, many of us agree that microwaves are unhealthy, yet I hear time and time again people turning to them because it's so easy. Or just today, one of our members said, I haven't used it for ages, but my husband won't give it up. So maybe this can be the turning point in your home for any stragglers who have refused to, to give up the microwave. Maybe this will be the turning point. Because the answer is you can get rid of your microphone, microwave <laughs> if you um, embrace the reheating feature on the Instant Pot. I told you the story about how we haven't had a microwave for years, and I feel like I have it back again. So let's go through some of the particulars about doing this. Um, I want to go through some overall guidelines uh, for using the Instant Pot to reheat your foods. Um, because there's actually four functions you can use to reheat your foods, and no matter which ones you're using, there's some general principles that apply to reheating foods, okay? Number one is liquid. There should always be some liquid present. Now, this can be in the dish itself, like if it's a soup or a chili or a stew, because that has a broth base, um, or it can be in the form of adding a few tablespoons to the dish you're reheating, like if you're reheating some pasta or rice. Um, if you're stacking multiple containers inside your Instant Pot, I have an example here of some stacking containers. If you're stacking multiple containers and using the steam function, which is going to be a function I cover here in depth, make sure you put this inside your Instant Pot in the instant Insert Pot and make sure the Insert Pot has a cup or two of water uh, to operate as a reheating function. Okay, second is fat such as butter, olive oil. The purpose of this is that some foods are gonna reheat best if there's some additional fat added to the container to mix in with the food. So grains, pasta, things that are gonna stick, make sure to have some fat in there so that they don't stick when they reheat and it'll also be more delicious and healthy. So basically that's for cleanup and serving deliciousness. Containers, let's talk about containers. I did give you a quick shot of some containers talking through those other things, but the idea with containers is, um, if you're all familiar with the Instant Pot, it has an insert pot. So this itself can be a container to reheat a soup or stew. But if you're reheating um, like drier foods such as rolls or macaroni and cheese that you don't want to add a whole cup of liquid to, um, or you're reheating multiple dishes, then you're gonna be using containers inside the Instant Pot. An example is, these stacking containers where you could actually reheat multiple dishes but keep them separately and reheat them at the same time. Uh, another example, and this is one of my favorites for not only reheating but actually making breads and desserts in, is this seven cup Pyrex bowl. I do have a link for you right at the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash AW047 if you want to go right to it on Amazon. Um, but you got to think about containers. Is, is your food going to be best in the insert pot itself, or do you need to keep it drier, or do you need to do multiple dishes so you're looking at containers? You have a lot of options. You might probably have things already in your kitchen, don't necessarily need to buy them. Uh, but if you are interested in buying, you could look for these options that I've shown you here. Um, this is a principle called stacking, by the way, where you're stacking multiple uh, containers inside a pressure cooker. Okay, separators. If you are using stacking containers, um, that is because the ingredients in each are meant to be separate, right? So that means you need to separate them. So in a thing like this, these separate themselves because the base of the top 
becomes the top of the base. <laughs> you got it? Uh, but if you're repurposing a Pyrex bowl like this, there's no lid here, so you have some options. One thing I often do, and I learned it, I believe, from Kathy, who's one of our members, um, is to just use a pot lid from a pot in your kitchen. So you're gonna put it inside the Instant Pot with a lid like that. Another thing you can do, if you can't find anything that fits, or you want, well, another thing you can do, multiple reasons you might choose it, is to put a layer of parchment paper over the top and then a layer of aluminum foil. Uh, the parchment paper keeps the aluminum foil from handling your food, but you get a really good seal so that water isn't getting inside your food. Um, and if you're gonna stack multiple containers where you're just scrounging in your kitchen, you don't have stackable containers that I showed you before that are designed to keep separate, you will also need a hard surface between them so I'll give you an example of um, the trivet that comes with your Instant Pot. If you were to put parchment paper and aluminum foil on this bowl, then you could put a trivet on top of it and then you could set another container on top of it. So that's how you just kind of scrounge in your kitchen and make sure you have containers and you have separators uh, between your containers. And I guess I also cov covered covers <laughs> at the same time. So you do need the separators, you do need covers for your containers. Another thing you're gonna need, possibly, is a sling. Now, this is what we call a sling. You take a piece of aluminum foil, a long piece, and you fold it, fold it into a strip that's lengthwise. The purpose of this is that your containers may not have handles. And when you're reheating in a pressure cooker, you're gonna have hot containers. This is for pressure cooking as well. But it's hard to get things in and out when they're very, very hot. Hard to grip the sides of a glass bowl. So the sling works to um, help you put your food, your container in the Instant Pot and get it out, okay? And if you are listening to this on the podcast or reading this in the print notes, um, go over to the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash aw047 uh, so that you can see visually in the video what I'm talking about. It might be hard to visualize, so it is in the video. And of course, we use them over and over again in our pressure cooking uh, e-course that's inside traditional cooking school. Okay, so finally, something to go over um, when you're just talking about the idea of reheating foods is principles, okay? Foods that need longer cooking times or longer reheating times should go on the bottom. This is if you're stacking things up. Uh, more tender foods like noodles need less reheating time than um, frozen foods or firmer foods. And frozen foods obviously need more reheating time than um, just refrigerated foods. So I think those are common sense, but uh, I've spelled them all out for you here and at the show notes. Okay, so I'm gonna take, um, take some time now. We're actually gonna go through this. I'm gonna tell you about the four functions that you can use on the Instant Pot for reheating, starting with my favorite. My favorite is the steam function. So if you have an Instant Pot, you will see a button on here that says steam. It's right here. Uh, the steam function is my favorite. Uh, and I'll tell you why in a moment, but let's talk about using steam. So you do need to remember to have some liquid and uh, fat if the food is a sticky type food with each dish, so just remember this. You either need the liquid in the dish itself or if you're stacking, you need to have it um, in the Instant Pot, insert pot, uh, and, and potentially added to your dish that you're reheating. Uh, if you're stacking, 
uh, the multiple containers, how much is really a cup or two that you need in the insert pot. So let's go through an example. So what I have here is a seven cup Pyrex bowl and I have spaghetti squash and I have uh, cooked chicken and I have rice, okay? And all I've done is put the food in. So I know that to reheat best, I'm gonna need some uh, liquid right in the dish itself. So I'm gonna add a couple tablespoons of water right in this container. I'm also, because this food wasn't seasoned too much, I'm also gonna add salt and pepper. And you know, if you wanted shredded cheese, you could put shredded cheese on here because it'll melt during the reheating process. One thing that I love to reheat is macaroni and cheese in a bowl like this with a little bit of water. It's a great thing to reheat. Okay, and I've got sticky, potentially sticky rice. Uh, so, and the spaghetti squash will benefit as well from the added fat. So I'm gonna put a couple tablespoons of olive oil. The chicken will be better for it too. So I added some olive oil. Now, in the insert pot itself, um, I'm gonna use the rack so that I can put the bowl above something instead of sitting right down in the pot. I'm also going to add a cup or two of water. So this is gonna help the Instant Pot just really do that steam function to reheat. Okay, and I'm gonna put my bowl on this sling. So that'll help me get it in and out. So basically you lay it out on your counter, you set the bowl in the middle, and then you can carefully lift it up. Uh, so that's what I'm gonna do, is transfer it into the Instant Pot. You know, I could set it in here too. The, the, the place where you really need this sling is when you're getting it out. And then I've got a lid to cover my dish because the water circulating in here, I don't necessarily want to get in the dish. Okay, and now I cover it. When you put your regular lid on, you do need to use the regular lid for this steam function. You make sure your venting knob is in the ceiling position and I'm gonna hit the steam button and it defaults to 10 minutes, but really for most dishes, I go with five minutes. So I'm gonna reduce the time to five minutes. If I was doing noodles or something very tender, like really soft vegetables, which arguably the spaghetti squash could be, um, I would do one or two minutes. And it's gonna beep here to show that it's on. It's saying, okay, I'm starting. Uh, and I'm gonna let it go now. So I'll move it away a little bit. I don't wanna get any steam in my eyes. And uh, I'll just keep talking about the other methods while this is going. This is the one I'm gonna show you today, the steam function for reheating, because it's uh, my favorite. Uh, before I go through the other three methods, I wanna make sure you all know that if you have an Instant Pot, we do have a pressure cooking ebook package. It's linked at the show notes for you. But I also have a free recipe that I hope you will grab if you haven't already, and that is for our sourdough um, Instant Pot cornbread. Here is a picture of it. It is so yummy and it's very, very easy. So I hope you'll grab that. And if you're on Facebook Live, I think Millie will post a link for you, but if you um, can't go there now or, or whatnot, and please don't go there if you're driving and listening or anything like that, here is a link for you. It's tradcookschool.com slash ipcornbread. All one word, ipcornbread. You could take a screenshot because I have this in front of you. Uh, right now. You will also find it at the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash AW047. So if you need to check it out later.
okay? Tradcookschool.com slash IP cornbread for that free cornbread recipe. All right, so now it's time to cover the other three functions that you can use for reheating your foods in the Instant Pot. And I'm gonna cover them because they're important and they may, be, may come handy for this or that. They don't happen to be my favorite. Uh, the reason is, well, let me tell you what the three functions are. You can use the saute function of the Instant Pot, you can use the slow cook, or you can use the keep warm. And these aren't my favorite because they're either um, hands-on, which the saute function is. It's so hot that as you're reheating foods, you have to be stirring and making sure things aren't sticking or burning. Um, they're also um, not as fast. So the slow cook or keep warm function are not gonna be as fast as this steam reheat function, if that makes sense. But you still may find a use for them. You may have times when you want a slower reheating. You may have times when it's something that just lends itself to using the saute function. So I'm gonna go through those right now. Um, and please know that you can go to the show notes for a quick recap on all these methods, because I'm covering a lot of ground here and these next three methods I'm not necessarily going to show you, so if you need to see them printed out, that's tradcookschool.com slash aw047, okay? Um, what you need to keep in mind when you're using the saute, slow cook, or keep warm function is that it's very helpful to have a lid for your insert pot. The insert pot is that stainless steel um, pot that goes in and out of this unit. Well, this glass lid fits on it. I do have a link for you at the show notes. Uh, you can purchase it. It's really helpful because you can see what you're doing. There's no uh, pressurizing or steaming or anything happening. So this is really good. It's really helpful. Um, do remember, like the other method, I'm gonna keep repeating this, you need a little bit of liquid uh, when you're using any of these functions. So either in the dish itself or in the insert pot. And here's how to do each one. So the saute function, we use this a lot for like pre-browning pre roasts or um, like skinned chicken. Um, or browning sausages before you put your dish under pressure to uh, pressure cook it, right? Well, you can use the saute function to actually reheat soups or stews or chili. In fact, when we were about to make our trip out here, I'd packed most of our pots and we were having spaghetti one night. I did leave the Instant Pot out. And I made our spaghetti sauce entirely in the Instant Pot with the saute function. So I browned the beef and onions and simmered the sauce all using the Instant Pot. And that's the same principle you're using when you're reheating foods. It's like reheating it on the stovetop, except you're using the saute function. So you put your foods in and you monitor them. You stir, make sure there's liquid. It's like a pot on the stove. Okay, there's not much more to say about it uh, because you're gonna do it exactly like you're reheating things on the stove. If you were reheating things like uh, macaroni and cheese or pasta or whatnot, do, or rice, do use fat, do use additional liquid uh, so that you don't have a sticky mess. And you know, that's one of the things that we've reheated successfully for many, many years on the stovetop and it works the same in the Instant Pot if you have additional fat and a little bit of liquid so you don't have a sticky mess. Okay, the slow cook function. So this Instant Pot's not only a pressure cooker, it's a slow cooker. So you can use the slow cook function to reheat your foods. Um, so soups, casseroles, sides, even if you put some bread or rolls in a container, you can use the slow cook function to reheat. So you're going to put whatever foods you're reheating in the insert pot itself or in containers that you're gonna put inside the unit. Um, and the timing is gonna be equal to what you'd normally do in a slow cooker. So it's gonna be longer than, what, what we, than the example that's going right now, but you might um, want this. You might be getting ready for company to come and you're reheating some rolls. And so you put them in here for an hour to reheat while you're you know, setting the table and doing a bunch of things. And then when it's time to serve, you've got nice toasty rolls. This is again where it's helpful to have a glass lid. 
The keep warm function is uh, great for casseroles or baked dishes, especially when you want to warm them more slowly. I just gave you an example of that. You just get busy, you want to go take care of a couple things, but you want to get it going now, and then you come home and it's ready. And that was a bad thing to say. I'd never tell anybody to leave this unattended and go away from home. What I meant was you're somewhere else in your home and you come back and it's ready and you've taken care of other things. So there's a keep warm button on here. So you use that. And um, if you go to our site, Traditional Cooking School by Ganalflins, traditionalcookingschool.com, you will see some recent recipes, herbal salve and DIY hard lotion bars. And these are using the, at least the DIY hard lotion bars are using the keep warm function to slowly and lowly melt your um, fats for the hard lotion bars. Well, you can use the same thing to slowly and very low uh, reheat your foods with the keep warm button. Does that make sense, everyone? Um, if you're on Periscope, you can leave hearts. I cannot read comments, unfortunately. Uh, I'm seeing some hearts, so that does make sense. Okay, good. And yeah, all of this information, all of it, is at the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash aw047. All right, so it's still on. It's still coming up to pressure here. It should start counting down the time soon. Um, so while it is, I'm going to talk about a couple more things, and if I could read... I could maybe answer some questions. Um, but let me go over, well, let me tell you again, in case anybody's coming in uh, new here, that if you love the Instant Pot, you're gonna love this free recipe I have for you. It's Instant Pot Sourdough Cornbread. Here's a picture of it. You can get this recipe at tradcookschool.com slash ipcornbread. It's delicious. Here's the link for you if you wanna take a screenshot. If you're listening to this later, you can, of course, go to the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash aw047, and click the link that's there. Okay, let me lean in here and see if I see any questions. Tammy is saying, when would you use keep warm versus slow cook? Okay, well, slow cook is going to be a higher heat than keep warm. And to be honest, I most often use this uh, steam function. So I'm covering these others uh, because you may find a situation where you don't want to read it heated at fa as fast or let's say rolls where um, you don't want them to get as hot, just low. So, and then, of course, the example that we have on the blog recently, the DIY hard lotion bars, the slow cook is hotter, the keep warm is just keep warm, and that's really ideal for melting those oils. So you're going to want to keep in consideration what you're reheating and um, the temperature. I don't have exact temperatures for you, but I can tell you the range. You know, keep warm is the lowest. Slow cook is going to be hotter than that. Um, and then what we're using here, steam, is hotter and is faster. Let me see if I can see any more. How long would it take for a casserole to heat in the keep warm function? I don't know the answer to that because like I said, I use the steam function most often. So I put the steam, the casserole in a container and I'm just using between five and 10 minutes. Um, I, I just use five minutes for most things. And if it's not quite done, um, I put it back for a minute or two. Okay, I don't see any other questions there. All right, let's see how close we're getting here. Okay, it's counting down five minutes, so we have five minutes to reheat this. So are there any other questions? Okay. Well, I promised you all in an email um, that I would tell you more about our move. Um, if you've been a subscriber, then you know for the last few weeks I've been talking about how my family was going to move cross-country. 
And we did just complete that move, and I missed you all. I had to take three weeks away from Ask Wardy. At first, I thought it would just be one week, and then it turned into two, and then it turned into three because moving more than 2,000 miles and just getting set up in a new location with all the stuff that has to go on just took longer. But um, it made me anticipate today more and you know be more ready for you. So here's some of the highlights of our move. First of all, we did choose to move to Indiana, and I, I've gotten some emails. Why did you do that? Well, I'll just give you a couple reasons. Um, the biggest reason of all was a lower cost of living, but there was also a climate choice. Um, and if you're a member, we'll be having a meeting tomorrow, and we can go more into depth on these things. What I wanted to share with you now was some highlights, and one is a story of what happened. Um, the second or third day we moved in. We have chosen to rent a home here while we choose the exact area where we'd like to live um, in Indiana. And so the second or third day, we're in a neighborhood. We haven't lived in a neighborhood for so long, so this has been sort of an adjustment for us. But the second or third day, there was a doorbell ringing, and we went to the door, my husband and I, and uh, to find a woman on the other side. And it was our neighbor, and she brought us a plate of cookies. And we visited for a little bit, and she gave us, you know, her family's names and phone numbers and whatnot, and we hit it off. And then she said, Wardy, your name sounds familiar, and you look familiar. Do you have a blog? <laughs> and I said, yes, I do. And I told her you'd find it either Traditional Cooking School or Ganalfglans. And she said, hmm, that sounds familiar. Well, she went home and looked it up, and... I went home, well I was home, and I got out my computer and I looked up her name and she'd been a subscriber for quite a while. So um, come to find out that our neighbor knows all about traditional cooking. In fact, our neighbor knows a ton about gaps and gut healing because uh, she and her family have gone through enormous challenges around food allergies and health. So she is a wealth of information. And um, we've been doing things together, like the other day we made sauerkraut, you can't see it right now, but our sauerkraut is right there fermenting um, and pretty soon here we're going to be making cultured butter and we've just been exchanging recipes and tips and it's just really really fun to have that connection she also is very well connected in this area with co-ops and food sources and so I've been able to say um, you know where do you go for this where do you go for that and she has a lot of information so it's such a blessing um, such a blessing that's the only thing I can say. Um, God really blessed our journey and our decisions and our steps. It seems, I said the other day, it seems that he has paved the way down to we moved in next to someone, a family that gets it. <laughs> and that is just a total delight. So hi, neighbor. I know you're not watching this because I know where you are right now, but uh, I look forward to talking to you again. Okay, let's see if there's any other questions. Um, yes, what a blessing. So Kelly is asking about the bowl again that I used um, for this dish that I'm reheating. It's a seven cup Pyrex bowl. I have a link for you at the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash AW047. It's a fantastic bowl. Um, you know, of course, we might, many of us have it for leftovers. Well, it happens to fit the six quart instant pot perfectly. I make cornbread in it, um, cheesecake in it. I reheat foods in it. You can do all kinds of things because it's just the perfect size. It turned out to be such a fine for the instant pot. Kathy is saying, God is good all the time. Amen. I just, he is. He really is. Uh, do I have a link for the Instant Pot? I sure do. Um, if you go to tradcookschool.com slash AW047. <laughs> I didn't do very good getting that in between the beeps. <laughs> 
This will be 10 times to say it's done. All right, so tradcookschool.com slash aw047, there is a link to the Instant Pot. The Instant Pot, um, the, the one that I have and I've linked to is a six quart and it has seven functions, including the yogurt function. I do recommend uh, that you get that one. It not only has the additional yogurt function, but it has the additional low pressure setting in addition to high pressure. And next week on uh, Traditional Cooking School by Ganalflins, traditionalcookingschool.com, you will see my uh, raw milk yogurt recipe. That is why I think you should get it for the yogurt uh, function. Okay, so this is done now, so it's time to check if it's, well, the five minute steam reheating is done. It's time to check if it's really done. So I'm gonna hit the cancel button because it automatically reverts to keep warm. I don't need that. And then I'm going to release the steam I put a folded towel over this vent and I turn the venting knob to the um, uh, venting position. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> we got a comment that someone's used a microwave since 1987 and not dead yet. Well, I'm not going into today the reasons um, why a microwave is not a good choice. We're just focusing on the positive, which is how to not use it if you've made that choice. So that's totally up to you, what your choice is. Okay, so vented that. The um, valve is in down, which means the pressure is released, so it's safe to open. The nice thing about the Instant Pot, though, is that if it's under pressure, you cannot open it. Okay, so this is where these slings come in so handy. Let me move it over so you can see. So I can get it in and out without burning myself. All right, so I'll take the lid off that was hot. Forgot about that. Oops, don't do what I just did. And I can take a look here. Wish you could see it. We've got nicely reheated rice. It's warm, toasty. The spaghetti squash is great, as is the chicken. So you see how easy that was? It was fast and easy and hands-free. So that is why I love using the Instant Pot instead of a microwave. Thanks so much for joining me. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me on Facebook. Go to tradcookschool.com Facebook. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. When you get there, refresh the page until you see the live video playing. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wordy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. 
I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you and I'll see you next week.